Welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministry to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors reach men in today's culture. Discussing issues men face daily. It is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Hey men, this is Mike Salen of Cape Fear Men. Those following my podcast know I speak about speaking into other men's lives regularly. It is essential for us to come alongside other men and allow men to come alongside us to encourage and help in times of difficulties. In other words, to have each other's back. Those who know me have heard me quote Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 more than once. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if one fall, the other is lifted up by his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. The interesting thing is some, tra- some translations quote that last verse as, but pity man who doesn't have another to lift him up. On this program, I'm privileged to have one of my friends again that we have had on for a few times over the last few months. And as we continue our conversation on the cycling, his name's Mike Rivera. Mike, thanks for joining me again, bud. Thank you for joining me as we talk about this important aspect of Christian life and that it's uh, that it's important for us to disciple other men to help them grow in Christ and develop that relationship with God. Man, it's good to have it's you here a, with us again. It's a joy to be here with you, Mike, once again. Uh, and it is an important subject concerning discipleship among men. Uh, it's one of the things that is lacking, I believe, within the body of Christ. Uh, we forgot the way the master did it. Uh, and so I'm just excited with you uh, to talk about the subject, to talk about things that men need. And, uh, hey, we're here, you know? Yeah, we're yeah, here. yeah, hey, man, you know, uh, I was talking to someone earlier today um, that called me. I'm going to be at his church tonight. Uh, him and uh, me and Rex Tigner is going to be there tonight to uh, speak to their men. We were talking about the fact that so many of our churches today don't understand. They hear the words. They know the scriptures talks about it. They've heard many men talk about it, but they don't fully understand when we talk about discipling other men, what that really entails and, and what that means. And you and I had the conversation here, here a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, about you know, men love to hide. They love to hide. You know, uh, they, they, they don't want to get too involved in things because they, they, like to, they like to be just kind of sit back there incognito, so to speak. You know, I'm here, but don't bother me type situation. But that's uh, and that's kind of got that atomistic type attitude, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, that attitude of Adam when him and, and Eve uh, initially sinned, that's exactly what they did. They went and hid from God. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I think when we talk about men hiding, uh, there are a lot of different reasons that men can hide from the presence or try to hide from the presence of God. I think in Psalm, I believe it's 139, it says, who could hide from the presence of God? If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I, you know, and so you can't hide from God's presence. However, we think we can hide. Adam and Eve, when they, when they hid themselves, you know, if, if you can remember when God created everything. And at the end of his creation, there's a statement that he uses says, and God saw that it was good, you know? And so when God created everything, even Adam and Eve, they were perfect. They were good until they got deceived. When they got deceived, the Bible says they heard uh, the, God walking in the garden and they hid themselves in the, in, in the garden from the presence of God. 
And God asked a question, you know, and the question is very profound. Uh, and he wasn't asking his geographical location. He was saying, where are you? In the King James, I like the way it says it, where art thou? You know, given that mm -hmm. authoritative voice, where art thou? And the answer that Adam gave uh, was different. He didn't ever answer the question. He answered to God. He says, I heard you walking in the cool of the garden, and I hid myself from you because I was naked and I was afraid. So when we look at that, it says, what are you naked from? God says, who told you you were naked? And so from there, a lot of men try to hide from God. Um, and I want to even say even some leaders, Mike, um, they hide from God and says, well, you know, the Bible says confess your sins one to another uh, that you can be healed. But the purpose, uh, when people confess, sometimes they find their stuff on Facebook. They, and so they don't, they don't share anything. But the purpose here that, that people hide from is that they're, they're shame. Shame is strong emotion. It's an, uh, such a strong emotion that we try to hide uh, ourselves from friends. We hide ourselves from our loved ones. We hide ourselves uh, even in church. We clothe ourselves. You know, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but, you know, God, when he created Adam, he says, I want you to take care of the garden. Well, God blessed the garden. That was God's creation. It was good. And when they sinned, they took those blessings that God gave them and covered themselves. How many men, Mike, that you know hide themselves in ministry? Oh, try, gosh. You know, yeah. Man, you know, you think about it. how many men try to hide themselves in ministry. They hide, they clothe themselves with this outward appearance of godliness, this outward appearance of looking good. But inside, they're a mess. They got shame. They're naked. And, and they got fear. Because if I confess to you, Mike, you know, all of a sudden, Mike runs over to the council. Guess what? Let me tell you. And all of a sudden, I'm dead. I'm no good. I, I can't minister. I'm kicked out of the house. I'm kicked out of church. I'm kicked. And th there are a lot of preachers that are afraid uh, to even share the innermost parts of their life to be healed. The purpose is to well, heal. Yeah, yeah. Well, story. you know, even, even, even when a brother does confess his sin, and um, uh, sometimes... Sometimes other men who, who can call themselves brothers in Christ, they don't just sit back and um, listen to him and encourage him and pray him. They start throwing scriptures and quoting scriptures into his life and making him feel bad uh, to the point of uh, he's feeling like he's being judged by them. He's being condemned by them. And they don't come back to that Ecclesiastes verse that you and I uh, used so often in our ministry that we're there to support him, to lift him up, to encourage him, to dust him off, and set him back on that right track. And because because what what a lot of us don't realize is what he's going through, if we are not ourselves going through it, could be going through it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're saying that scripture. The, the warning part of it is for that guy who's out there alone, naked and afraid. Hey. You need somebody there because it says, woe unto him or pity the guy that yeah. that falls and have no one there to pick them up. So the purpose of picking a guy up is not to throw him back in the hole and it's not to let him drop. You pick him up to restore him, you know, and then you can walk this, this journey together. Uh, that's one of the things. And so men try to hide, you know. I mean, we're living in some tough times, Mike. I think you agree with this. We're living in racial tension. Uh, political confusion, 
churches being split up because of politics. You know, men and women and, and even teenagers are are being challenged with I, gender identity, you know, even in the church. You know, so oh, yeah. we, we got all kinds of stuff in our society and within our church that are a mess. And here comes a guy who says, I can't confess. I can't come to you. I'm hiding. I'm afraid, yeah. you know, and, 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 and we need somehow. And part of the discipleship aspect is that what Jesus taught was how many times do you forgive your brother? How many? You know, mm-hmm. that's one. And here's the confusion. Here's the part I think we misunderstand. We think forgiveness is condoning behavior. Absolutely. Forgive, yeah, and it's not. Forgiveness is not condoning behavior because God forgives us doesn't mean he condones that behavior. That's why he applies mercy and he applies grace, you know? So I wrap my arm around my brother. Yeah, you blew it, bro. You know how many times I blew it too? And God does this. Now, it doesn't give us license to continue, but it helps us to say, you know, I'm weak in this area. Would you please help me in this area to, to walk this journey? And that way I can walk and help somebody else. Uh, so we, we need to tell the guys, hey, guys, you can't hide from God. That's the first thing. Stop hiding. Well, it, yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at look at Adam and Eve, when they did what they, they did, and, and then uh, uh, in Genesis, uh, when they heard God walking through the cool of the, uh, the, cool of the garden, so to speak, they went and hid. And, uh, and basically, he just, uh, he knew where they were at. It wasn't like it wasn't like they were really hiding from it. But they had right, it in their right. mind, and that's what that's the way we are a lot of times. You know, we think we're hiding, you know, uh, because we're not at church or we're not around other brothers or or whatever the case may be. We're not at a Christian event of some sort. We think we're hiding, you know, when you know because nobody nobody who we can touch and see sees us, you know, and it's kind of like it's kind of like the kid. You know, kid covers his eyes up and then he says, you can't see me. You can't see me because my eyes are covered up. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> a little right. child, a little child doing that. And, and, but you knew, but you know, he's standing right there. Well, God knows where you're at. He knows where you're at in your spiritual life. He knows where you're, where you're at in your, in your emotional life. He knows you. He knows where you're at. And Adam and Eve, even though they went and hid in the garden and he, he came out and gave them that opportunity. You know, to in 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 chapter three of Genesis, of Genesis of saying, "Where are you?" He gave them that opportunity to come forward with that, and yet that's right. Yeah, and here's the part, guys, uh, that you need to listen carefully. You know uh, what Mike is actually saying is that God took the initiative. Yeah, God took the initiative and went after Adam, and I believe that God is going after you guys, whoever's listening. God is going after you. You can't hide. You, you can't. So surrender yourself over to God and let him clean you up. Find a brother that you can really trust and say, hey, man, I, I need you to help me along and, and, and walk this journey. And then and then secondly, uh, if you can't find somewhere who someone who can disciple you, you know, uh, 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 grab a hold of Mike, call Mike and Mike will guide you to, through the process. Call, call the station and you'll see and hear what Mike has to share with you. And then possibly you can start a group with the discipling men. But at the beginning part of it, you need to be healed, guys. You, you can't hide from God. And, you know, there's a scripture, uh, Mike, that really grabs a hold of me. It gives you both a global perspective of a nation and of a people. And it also gives you an individual perspective 
of, of our hearts of those who are hiding. And it's found out of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5. When I saw this, I wept. Isaiah uh, chapter 1, verse 5. And, and, and Isaiah, is, God is speaking through Isaiah, and he says, why do you insist to be beat up? Mm. Why do you continue to rebel? Mm -hmm. You have a massive wound in your head, and your heart is sick. Mm. Wow. Wow. And, and I believe that's what God is saying to guys who are listening. He says, why do you continue to get beat up, dude? Come on. Get with it. Don't don't live that way. Why do you continue to rebel when God's trying to call you? Say, where you at? You know, I mean, the, in the vernacular of the streets, you know, we don't say where are that. We say where you at? Where are you, man? You know, yeah, God where you, is. Where, looking you, where you at, bro? <laughs> where you at, bro? Where you at, man? And we're not looking man. for you. Where you at? Where you at? Where do you stand with God? And God is looking and taking the initiative, and He's looking for you, and He wants to grab a hold of you and heal you, and then clean you up in order to make you a trophy for His glory in order for you to make disciples the way Jesus mm -hmm. did it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you mm -hmm. can go through scripture and, and, and go, I mean, left and right concerning how God does these things, you know. But right now, I really sense that there's a guy listening and he's really going through something. He doesn't know who to talk to and where to go. And he wants to come out of that bush. You know, well, you know, I, you know, I want, I want to make something clear. Uh, what I said earlier, coming out Genesis three, is um, you know, uh, Adam didn't. I said something about Adam didn't come forward. Adam did come forward, but yeah. he came forward with the attitude of saying it's not my fault, it's somebody else's fault. You know, and and that is a that is an indication also of still trying to hide yourself. You know. I, I was drugged down this lane. It wasn't me that did that. But we all have a choice. We all have a choice of how we're going to approach God. You know, when you, I can't help but think as we're talking through this, and I guess it's because I'm getting ready to to, to uh, unpack this with a class that I lead. Uh, mm. But <clears throat> the book of Jonah, you know, when you look at mm. the book of Jonah, when God went to Jonah and said, I want you to go to Nineveh, I want you to preach to them and to for them to stop their sinning and return to me, and he hated Nineveh so much, he ran. He said, I ain't doing that, you know. But he thought he was going to run away from God and hide from God, and, and he did. He ended up causing himself more trouble and more harm. Uh, That's right. And actually doing what God wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jonah is a great example because, you know, trying to hide from God, you know, on the boat. And if you and you when you read the story, guys, on the boat, you'll find something quite interesting. He just laid down while the boat was going crazy. All the other guys were seeking their gods to get peace. And he was laying back. And then they knew who was the one that was causing the trouble. <laughs> they yeah. knew. You know, they said, it's you, Jonah. And, it, and then he wanted to die. He says, throw me overboard and you'll be all right. You know, but God's not going to let you go because God created a big fish for Jonah, you know, and at the end. So can you run? Even to think, I think, Mike, we talked about this. Can you actually run faster than God? <laughs> you can't, you know. There are guys who think know, that way. No, but we think we can. Well, well, Michael, what what is your thinking on how to get men to recognize what they need to do to stop this hiding attitude, to to uh, really come forward and, and and open up to God and allow Him to speak into their lives? 
Well, I, I, for for a guy uh, on, on my perspective, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can give it to you in two ways, on a on a discipler perspective, and if I know a guy's hiding, being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I know a guy's hiding, I'll go after him the way Christ went after me. Go after him, knock on his door, and says, "Hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. What's up? How you doing? Where you at? You know, and and uh, and create a safe conversation for him to share." And I think one, that's one of the things. The other part, if I'm the other guy on the other end and I'm hiding, you know, I said, listen, guy, if you're hiding, you need to find a place that's safe for you to share some things. Because if you don't, there's a scripture that tells us the reality of not doing this. One, Ecclesiastes that, uh, that Mike quoted, woe to him who doesn't have anybody there when he falls. But then there's an enemy. We're not naive of the enemy. He's come to steal. He's come to kill. He comes to destroy, steal the very gift of life in your in your being. He comes to destroy everything about you and around you, you know, where you can't even do anything. And so there's an enemy who's fighting for your soul and God is fighting for your soul. And we happen to be the battlefield. <laughs> God wants to grab a hold of you. You need to find a place that's safe that you can share and get healed, guys. Uh, I would suggest for me on my part to call Mike and 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 just just lay it on him and he will guide you to where you need to go, uh, you know, uh, at least pray with you, you know, in that sense. Uh, if I was uh, if I was there or you could call me, I, I don't you know, I'm the two o'clock guy. You can call me and, <laughs> and man, <laughs> don't call me at three, you know. But but the question that needs to be asked, too, is, is you need to recognize what stopped you from moving forward, guys. You know, what are you hiding from? That's brought so much shame for you leaders in ministry and you feel tired and you're exhausted and you're you know, having a hard time even trying to do what you need to do. You know, there's something there. God wants to take that away from you, take that leaves away and really clothe you with himself and really heal you. This is not something that what Mike and I are just talking out of the top of our heads. I, I, I experienced this myself, you know. Where God took the, the, the clothing part of me hiding because of shame, brought somebody into my life, and brought healing to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was at a dark place, Mike. I was at a place where I was going to take my own life. And God brought somebody into my life and took me out. And that was 20-some-odd years ago. I wouldn't be here talking to you if that guy, God didn't send that guy to grab a hold right. of me. Right. And that question came out. He goes, Mike, where you at? And I, and I yeah. said, I'm here. I'm in a dark place. You're going to come out of there. God's called you. He's not finished with you. And that's right. the thing I think we need to let guys know who possibly are feeling shame or exhausted or, or they don't feel passionate enough. Or even this one, I'm not spiritual enough. <laughs> that's, that's, I hear that. I'm not spiritual enough. Brother, what are you hiding, man? What are you hiding? Are you afraid of God himself? You know, you can't be. He loves you too much. He wants to do something. So don't hide, man. Uh, if anything, I'll let me one scripture, Mike, if you permit me to encourage men out there. Uh, and it's that it's that one scripture that when Moses died, God raised up mm. Joshua. God told mm. Joshua this. Didn't I command you to be strong and courageous? Amen. Don't be afraid. Don't tremble. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. I, I want to leave you. God's not going to forsake you, man. You know, so stop hiding. 
My question Amen. to those guys is, where you at? <laughs> Amen. Where are you? Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, you, you talk about that, Joshua, that several times when you look right there in the opening, opening chapter of Joshua, Joshua's told, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous in, in, in the walk. And he, uh, he was told that several times. And, of course, the, the scripture that we like to, to quote uh, so often, actually, the scripture is right before that. You know, well, the, I'll mention that. It says, it says uh, verse 7 of Joshua 1 talks about mm -hmm. being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. And, of course, we don't live under the law now. But the point is, what we take away from that is, as men, we should be living the life that Jesus lived as an example for us as we minister to others. And we open up to others and we share with others and we pray with others Amen. and we're there for them. Because then we go into that verse 8 where it talks about the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So we need to be like uh, the psalmist wrote in 1911 where it says, you know, hide the word of God in our hearts so we want will not sin against thee or sin against you. And, wow. and, and we need to meditate on that word day and night so that we be careful to do everything that's written in it. I think we have a hard time as men to really fully understand how important it is for us to be in the word of God. How important right. it is because we've not been, we've not been trained to do that. When I came up in the church, yeah, we were we opened the Bible in Sunday school, we opened the Bible in worship service, but we were not trained to do that the other six days of the week. You know, we may have heard somebody talk about that, but we didn't know we didn't learn how to do it. You know, nobody taught us, nobody discipled us in how to study the word of God outside of being in a church building. You know, when I first got saved, I, I was sharing this uh, uh, at a school. At the, in fact, I was I was one of the homecoming speakers, the last one from my uh, the school that I graduated from um, here in Massachusetts. Uh, I, I, I shared that when I first got saved, my uncle led me to the Lord in the living room. He bought me my first Bible called the Living Bible. I still have that. Once a week, he would call me from California, and we spent an hour and a half on the phone, and that's how he discipled me, through the Amen. scriptures, reading Amen. the scriptures. You know, And I think that's important. Uh, uh, I think the psalmist says, your law is like honey to my lips. You know, and, 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 and that's falling in love with the Lord and falling in love with his word that brings life, strength, direction, wisdom. Guys, if you want to be a great dad, get into the word. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a great grandfather, get into the word. Let it go and take a part of your life. And you're going to be an awesome husband, an awesome grandfather, an awesome dad, you know, even an awesome friend <laughs> to others, you know. I mean, that's what the word changes you, you know. Yeah, um, I want to encourage one more thing. Is I, I believe out of Philippians, uh, Paul says, be confident of this very thing. Guys, mm. you, you may be hiding, you know, but I want you to be confident of this very thing, that he who began the good work in you will finish it. He will finish it. When God created the world, he said it was good. When he began a good work in you, it will finish it to the very end. Don't Amen. give up, guys. Don't give up. Call the station. Amen. You know, when Amen. you get an opportunity, man, you, you need help. 
Don't hide. <laughs> well, you know, you, you've said several, several times for them to reach out to me and, and um, uh, you know, reach out to you, too, if they're hiding yeah. and they want somebody to talk to. I will affirm that encouragement with you that that's what we're here for, and, and we can mm. definitely do that. Uh, one thing uh, they need to know, though, Michael, is how did they yeah. find you? How did they find well, you? Well, yeah, man, uh, they could email me. Uh, at Mike, M-I-K-E, J-O-C-E, the number 30, at gmail.com. I would love to give my phone number up, but I've been receiving all these calls. I don't know who's calling here. So I would, I would ask that if you email me with a number that I can call you back, I will do Amen. so. I promise Amen. you. I promise you that. I'm, I'm trying to control these crazy calls that are coming into my cell phone. You know, and they're saying when I answer the call, says, "Did you call me?" I said, "No, you're calling me." You know, so I, I don't know who's who's that. So, guys, Mike Joss J O C E number thirty at gmail.com. Give me a number, tell me your name, and I will call you, and we will talk. You know, amen, we amen. will talk. Uh, that that is so important. That's so important. Well, Michael, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. I think we've, we've kind of exhausted we're exhausted the discussion <laughs> about hiding hiding from God and coming out and understanding you cannot hide from God. You cannot hide from God. He's right there wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, wherever you may be. He is there, and um, and so uh, we want to encourage the guys that, to find another man who you can spend time with. Um, I have some cards that I've made up over the years. And if you want one of these cards, I, you can email me too at mike.sandlin at, at uh, cakefearmen.net. And I will send you one um, or, or several. Uh, these are these are called group up cards, uh, which basically go where you can take it and sit down with another man and ask questions like what verse stood out to you this week? What life lesson did you learn this week as you read the scriptures, basically? Uh, did you impact someone's life this week in some way? Uh, so it makes you think about, am I ministering to other people? Am I speaking into other lives? Uh, did yeah. you leave uh, family and others well this week? You know, Challenging you the fact that as a man, if you're married, you have a responsibility to lead your family and, and be there for them. Uh, and then uh, did you, uh, uh, how can we pray for you over the coming week? So you can, you can just start developing those relationships with other men uh, in, in the format of just asking these questions, sitting around, and going to a coffee shop, having breakfast together, having lunch together, uh, or just meeting somewhere at a, at a park, maybe after a ball game, you know, whatever the mm. case may be, and just sitting down with, a, with one or two men and going through questions like this and uh, developing those potential relationships where you get to know each other and see where you're at in your walk with Christ so that uh, uh, when you begin to kind of withdraw and you start to hide, those guys can figure it out and see what, and ask you what they can do to specially pray with you and be there for you. And so it's, it's very important for us to, to be there for each other. Amen. Michael, what else you got? Yeah, what's, your, what's your closing comments here that you, you'd want to share? My closing comment on this topic is one that just, guys, get healed, man. We, would, we, we need men of God. God is looking for men, not for males. We got too many males, not enough men. And so God's calling for men to stand in the gap, Amen. you know, and, and, and God's calling you. So you can't hide from God. 
for you, those leaders who are clothing themselves with the blessing of God and try to hide, God is also speaking to you. Come on out, guys. Find someone that you can talk to. You know who they are. You know who you are. And God is not blind that he can't see. God sees everything, you know. And so I encourage you, man. We're here to heal you. We're here to disciple. We're here to strengthen. We're here to lift you up, man, before God, because Ecclesiastes is real to me and Mike. It's real, you know, and that's real for me. I walk with somebody. If I fall, I got somebody to pick me up. You know, I don't want to walk alone. That's my my last comment. <laughs> you know, we can't walk yeah. alone. God didn't create us yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, Michael, you and I are both uh, very active in the Iron Sharpens Iron Network, uh, doing oh, yeah. conferences and speaking at conferences and stuff like that. I want I want to let our listening audience know that we are approaching and are actually in the the ISI conference season, the fall season. And then the spring season that will be uh, starting up right after the first of the year. And a lot of the stuff that Michael and I talk about uh, actually is covered in those conferences through the breakout sessions and, and uh, through various speakers we have at those conferences. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's an equipping conference to help equip men to be the men God wants them to be. So if you've never attended an a, a, a Iron Sharpens Iron National Men's Equipping Conference, I encourage you to look up one that's close to you. There's usually about 40 of them that's happening throughout the nation, uh, even up into Canada. I think we have one or two up in the Canada area this year. Mm. And, um, and I encourage you to look one up and, and attend one. Uh, you will be thoroughly blessed. And a lot of these subject matters we talk about on this on this podcast is uh, covered in those in those uh, conferences, and uh, yeah. so I encourage you to do that, gentlemen. So yeah, Michael, I appreciate you one. being with me again. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Amen. I'm doing one October first up in a uh, place here in Massachusetts called Lundenburg. Uh, two, two topics I'm doing. One, Dad, Tell Me Your Story. It's about fathers talking to their kids. And then two, the second seminar is Conflict Resolution, how to deal with, with the things that men go through. I'll be in Amen. Ithaca, New York in November, Ithaca. And there we'll be talking about five keys about a being a godly man. And don't, the, the, the other one is going to be intense, lies that men believe. You know, Amen. we're going to talk about that. Amen. Well, Mike, thanks for being with me again. I appreciate it. And gentlemen, if you Amen. want to reach out to Mike, his email again is Mike, M-I-K-E-J-O-C-E, three zero at gmail.com. And like you said, uh, if you put your phone number and your name on that email, he will be, he will get back to you. And I appreciate that. So anyway, so thanks, Mike. Appreciate you being with me again today. It's a joy. Thank you for the invitation. I, I, I love you. You're my brother from another mother. Amen. You're, you're my 2AM guys. You're, you're my 2AM guys. <laughs> Amen. If you men don't understand what we're talking about, 2AM, email one of us and we'll be glad to tell you what that's all about. That's so right. anyway, amen. Well, thank you for listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Salmon. Intentional Conversations is a production of Cape Fear Man and Men's Ministry Coalition. If you enjoy this program, I'd ask you to do two things. One, share this program with a friend. And two, consider helping us keep these podcasts coming to you by becoming a financial partner to Cape Fear Men. You can give by going to capefearmen.net and click on the Give to Cape Fear Men button at the type, top of the page. Cape Fear Men is a 501c3 organization operating under Ministry Alliance, and all donations are taxed up. Thank you, Vince, for your donations. 
to learn more about Cape Fear Men and how Cape Fear Men can help you reach the men of your church, or if you just want to know more about what we discuss on these programs, go to capefearmen.net. If you'd like to speak to me directly, email me at mike.sandlin at capefearmen.net. For now, I will leave you with this blessing. I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a rope to drink from, and a tree to shake. This is Mike Sandlin saying God bless, and I hope you will join me again on the next Intentional Conversation.